Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome to the Maccas Run with Sam Hargraves. With special sauce and juicy beef, grab the one and only Big Mac at Macca's today. Ah, uh, Yes, indeed. Good evening and welcome to the Macca's Run. I hope you've had as good a day as you possibly can, however you've been putting that day in, wherever you've been putting it in. It's wonderful to have you on board for the Macca's Run, all for the My Macca's Rewards. And make sure you grab the one and only Big Mac at Macca's today with special sauce, juicy beef. Grab the one and only Big Mac at Macca's Today, uh, always great to have your company, one three hundred seven three six seven three six to have your say on the news of the day. The Macca's Run is where we bring you up to speed on all the major sports stories and conversation points throughout the day. And you can text in at any time, 0433981116 on the temper text. Temper, a mattress like no other. Um, sport can feel a little bit arbitrary on days like this where we see um, another senseless act of violence with 19 kids and two adults uh, killed by a, a gun person, a gunman in, in Texas. And yeah, we find that hard to comprehend, impossible to comprehend really. And um, it's pretty, well, it's incredibly confronting. And on days like that, sport can seem a little bit arbitrary. I'm, I'm fully aware. And uh, on days like this, it's incredible that it is someone involved in sport, a, a basketball coach who's shown more leadership than anyone on that particular topic. So understand uh, we're, we're reeling from that and, and people would be um, still feeling the effects of that. Uh, but we push on with the major sports stories of the day and you can have your say on them. one three hundred seven three six seven three six 736 736 or 0433981116. Uh, North Melbourne's been the biggest conversation point today after Sam Edmund breaking the story uh, late yesterday afternoon in relation to the three North Melbourne uh, members of the uh, recruiting team um, in recruiting manager Mark Finnegan, list manager Glenn Luff, um, and also Ben Berthesel, um, the club's national recruiting officer who departed the club uh, yesterday. Um, Sam Edmund broke that story late yesterday afternoon on the run home. Uh, today, uh, footy boss Brady Rawlings from North Melbourne was on with Gary and Tim on SEN Breakfast and uh, explained the three departures. It wasn't quite on the same day, Gaz. We um, we had Ben Bursall, um more uh, about two weeks ago. Okay. So he um, yeah he made his decision a while ago, and he's been working towards that for some time now, Ben. So I'm really really pleased that um, he was approached. Um, and Mark's been weighing up his decision for three to four weeks. Um, Glenn was the one yesterday that um, 
sort of come out of the blue a bit more for us. And um, but the other two would sort of been in discussion for a few weeks. So I've clearly read some stuff in the media that um, I'm not too sure the source of, of those comments. And um, I think some things can certainly be sensationalised, but they're not comments that I've heard from any staff. It takes a long time. We've seen seen many clubs go through this um, over the years and they've come through and been really successful at the end of the day and that's that's our plan. We want to see growth obviously in our players. Um, we want to get games into into our youth um, but they've also got to deserve their games as well. So, you know, it can turn pretty quickly once, once players gel and, and play together and get that experience together and we're not quite there yet. So, um, you know, we've seen a lot of clubs in recent history that uh, have been in this exact position and are now very successful clubs. Uh, so that was Brady Rawling speaking on SEN Breakfast today with Gary and Tim. Back tomorrow morning from 6. You can hear the full chat uh, at sen.com.au. Uh, Finnegan, uh, it was reported yesterday, uh, who had been at the club full-time for 11 years uh, and before that five years in a part-time capacity, had turned down various approaches over the years, but uh, had got a, a substantial uh, offer from Hawthorne and uh, had decided when North Melbourne couldn't uh, match that offer that uh, he would take up that offer to join the Hawks. Uh, Brady Rawlings also backing in coach David Noble today. Yeah, David's been great, and I think you've, you've heard from players uh, week in, week out, you know, around their thoughts on, on the coach and the environment he creates. So, yeah, he's um, obviously a year and a half in. He's got amazing experiences in all elements of the footy club, all aspects. And, yeah, he's put a team around him that's... Um, you know, we, we think they're going to be the best best team to develop our players and get the most out of them. Brady Rawlings also uh, addressing Jason Horn Francis's trip home uh, for Mother's Day back to Adelaide. This is an absolute non-story. Um, the players were given two and a half days off uh, post the Friday night game, encouraged to go and see their families with an 18-year-old from interstate in his first season at the club. Uh, choose to go back to Adelaide to see his mum on Mother's Day. Now, if anyone thinks that as a club we would have any issue with that at all, uh, they're absolutely kidding themselves. There's a process that we have and you missed a little step. But that is the only only item that was spoken about. To say he was cautioned is absolute nonsense. Uh, so that was Brady Rawlings there. That's an interesting one. Yeah, isn't it? I sort of felt like it wasn't a big deal the moment that we heard that uh, Jason Horn Francis had actually posted a picture of him and his mates uh, on social media out and about uh, after he went home. So I think if he was doing anything um, covert and he was trying to hide his whereabouts or, or be less than upfront and honest with the with the footy club, he wouldn't have gone and posted anything on social media. He's only really guilty, as you heard there, of Brady Rawlings of missing a step in the communication process to go home because all the players had been given permission if they wanted to to, to head and see their mothers on Mother's Day. So he's probably really only being... He's probably only really guilty of being a bit naive, uh, and that's about it. I don't think he was trying to pull the wool over the club's eyes or willfully disobey any directives, uh, as you heard from from Brady Rawlings there. Um, but I suppose it is an interesting little aside, uh, given everything that is going on in and around uh, Jason Horn Francis and um, the holding off of re-signing with North Melbourne uh, for the time being. Um, Brady Rawlings also answered uh, a question about whether Paul Ruse is still involved with North Melbourne after he was uh, influential in having David Noble uh, get that top job. Yeah, Ruse is still, uh, still involved with the club, obviously, with uh, our leadership uh, consultant, Jared Murphy, with Performance by Design. Um, they work together, and he also works with our exec team. Um, 
So, yeah, each of us on the exact team catch up with Ruzi. Brady Rawlings, SEN.com.au to hear the full chat. Uh, Gary and Tim back tomorrow morning from 6. And then throughout the day, obviously, uh, the response to that interview and from our, our senior voices and a few other people uh, throughout the day on the station, starting with Gary Lyon uh, this morning. So you've got a CEO that's never been a CEO of a footy club. He's experienced in the sporting landscape, so that, you know, it's okay. You got a, Then Brady goes in as the footy manager who's been in the recruiting space, so you've got a, an inexperienced footy manager. You've got a new president in there now. Uh, ben Buckley's walked off, uh, not walked off, has left, and mm. so Sonia Hood becomes... It's, a, it's relatively inexperienced at the very head office. Yeah. Top that's true. of head office. That's... Uh, and Jared Whiteley today as well. North Melbourne would like to depict this as a recruiting issue, and that's why General Manager of Football Brady Rawlings is fronting the tyre fire. It's far broader than that. How much of this sheets back to the senior coach is an open question. How much can be traced to the chief executive is an open question. How much the new chair knows about the internal dynamics is an open question. And North Melbourne would do well to address such matters. This would be the most stimulating time to be in such a role, a blank canvas to choose the best young talent and aggressively pursue assets that can bolster and ultimately vault the group. The chance and the challenge to build something from the ground up. North Melbourne is two drafts into what you would say is a three or four draft process. I would say four. This is the midpoint. And at the midpoint of construction, the builders just abandoned the site. Jerry Whiteley today, SEN.com.au, to hear uh, his full monologue this morning. Luke Hodge was asked by Jared uh, his view on how he was perceiving what was happening at North. What it shows to me is just they're not on the same page. And, and that's what, you're, what you do want is from, from the foundation going up is if you're going to rebuild a football club, you need to start with everyone agreeing with what we need to start with and go from there. So for three... Uh, recruiters to, to walk out at the same time. Um, clearly, their mindset's totally different from either coaches or GM or anything else and, and where their focus is. So that would be the biggest thing. And this this could work out as a positive for North Melbourne, the fact that if they bring in th- three recruiters that have the same mindset as, as the current coach and, and GM, then all of a sudden people are on the right page and we can move forward without these arguments or what was the word that was thrown around? Lack of support. So, yeah, as I said... It, it just doesn't look good for the club. Building those relationships, having that support, whoever comes in, showing that the, the culture of the football is changing and on the on the way up. Um, and, and it all starts with communication, make, make, making sure everyone knows what their position is, what the pathway of the club is going to be, where we're going, why we're doing it. These are the reasons why we're, we're doing certain things. If everyone's on that same page, that shows stability. Everyone, at least then, no one's surprised by actions. No one's looking over their shoulder. Uh, and the club can move forward. But until they're having those conversations and open, and sometimes they're not nice conversations, but between staff to staff, staff to players, and everyone is on the same page, that's when they can start pushing forward as a club. Uh, Luke Hodge today, SEN.com.au on the Waitley podcast page to hear his full segment. Uh, Kane Corns on SENSA today said that this might be a perfect opportunity uh, to take advantage of the perceived turmoil for the SA clubs in Port Adelaide and Adelaide to have a crack at trying to land number one draft pick Jason Horn francis It's a really good opportunity to explore getting a generational player back to a South Australian club. It doesn't happen often, uh, but there hasn't been many guns, and we're talking guns, that have returned. Like, Wanganine came back to Port Adelaide. Like, what, 
premiership. If Gavin Wanganane doesn't come back to Port Adelaide early days from Essendon, there's no there's no premiership. So this, so this is the once in a lifetime opportunity that you may have. And mm. who knows what Jason Horn Francis is like in ten years? Is he the next Mark Rashuda? I, I don't know, but <laughs> this is an opportunity to absolutely um, prey on a club that is at its lowest ebb. Kane Corns on SENSA today. one three hundred seven three six seven three six 736 736 to have your say on that particular piece of news uh, of the day. It is an interesting one. I'm, my mind, when I look at this, goes to, I suppose, if you've ever had two friends that break up and you, you ask one of them, well, what happened? And they'd give you what happened from their point of view and then you get the other one that says what happened from their point of view. And those points of view can sometimes be very different because those are two people that have had very different experiences. And I wonder whether this is a situation a little bit like that. I wonder whether, given that we're hearing, you know, three people walk out and, um, you know, issue coach has to apologise for, and there's people a bit unhappy about certain aspects of certain things. And they all might, that might all be very, very true. But on the other side, you've got the people that are there and you heard Gary talking about new CEO, new uh, president and, and new coach uh, and, Brady Rawlings has been there just a little bit longer than those guys, but he's relatively new in the role as well, that they've got their view on it as well. And there's an old line that somewhere in the middle probably lies the, the, the truth of the situation. But I'm wondering whether that's a little bit about what's going on here. Maybe I'm naive, but I, but the, the other side of this is you could look at the fact that, you know, Dave Noble at, at was a footy boss at, at the Adelaide Crows and, and at the Brisbane Lions. And his track record there in the space of recruiting and, um, and drafting was very, very good. And you have a look at the players that, that, that came to those clubs under um, his time in those roles at those clubs. It's very impressive. And so it's an area, and a lot of coaches wouldn't have that experience that he has in that particular role. So I'm, I'm sure, and, and I've always been a big advocate of coaches coach and things like that, but when this club is trying to build something again from the ground up and these people are coming and saying, well, we've got an idea on how to do that, not everybody might agree on all of that. And that maybe that's as simple as that. That's what's happening here. That's like, well, yeah, you want to do it that way, but we've been doing it like this for a while as a recruiting group. It's similar to that scene out of Moneyball when Brad Pitt comes in and says, no, we're going to do this method now. And a few people walked out because they said, that's not how we have done this and we don't want to do it like that. doesn't mean he was right or he was wrong, but it just it's just differences of vision. So I wonder whether it, it can just be as simple as that. Is it ideal that it happens mid-year? No, not at all. Absolutely not. And you can see how it looks from the outside. It doesn't look great, but it might not be as bad. It may not, and I or I could just be very, very naive. But a, a, a lot of coaches wouldn't have the experience in that space, and 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 have as as well informed a viewpoint in that space when it comes to those conversations as Dave Noble would because of where he's come from in his football journey. So I think those things are worth considering um, as well. It may not be as bad as all that. It may very well be. <laughs> It could just be the simple case of, not a simple case, but you've got two people or two sets of people that have had a breakup and there is a party feeling aggrieved, as you heard Sam Edmund say today, that um, Mark Finnegan was devastated to, to, to be leaving to take the job at Hawthorne, and uh, not devastated to take the job at Hawthorne, but was very upset to, to not have had that offer matched. Um, and that's natural and that's understandable. And then you've got the North Melbourne side of things saying, well, no, this is where we're going and this is what we're doing and this is how we view it from Brady Rawlings and somewhere in the middle might be 
um, where it exactly lies. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. On the other side of the break, Danny Bo Morris, Terry and Epping, Rowan and Danny Nong, Wayne and Albury, come to you all. Uh, today has been a day too where the coaches have not missed the media. So for those who really don't, uh, who really enjoy us in the media getting a clip, well, you really would have enjoyed today. I'll make sure you get uh, that in all its glory um, a little later on in the program. This is the Macca's Run on SEN. Welcome to the Macca's Run with Sam Hargraves. With special sauce and juicy beef, grab the one and only Big Mac at Macca's today. Uh, the Harcourts open line is exactly that, your move, your Harcourts, and we do it all on the Macca's Run for the mighty Big Mac. Grab the one and only Big Mac at Macca's today. Had one today, thoroughly enjoyed it as I always do. Uh, Dan's in Bo Morris. G'day, Dan. Yeah, g'day, Sam. So I just want to give a bit of solace to those young North Melbourne supporters mm. uh, this week. Is as a Collingwood man, forty-seven. You know, I've witnessed two premierships, two draws, and I've lost count of them. You know, grand final losses. Listen, this this happens every year. There's going to be a team that's not performing. Okay, and this year at the moment, it's North Melbourne and West Coast. Even I just want to say those young North Melbourne supporters is. Things change. Now, what a lot of people don't remember is back in 1999 on the footy show, one episode we had the entire Collingwood football board. Kevin Rose there and his board standing behind what was a uh, reenactment of the trenches joined the Collingwood Army. I remember it now because it still is embarrassing. And I don't think North Melbourne has hit that point of embarrassment. We were broke broke before Eddie took over. So I just want to say to those North Melbourne supporters, the young guys and girls listening tonight is things change. This isn't forever. And please have your head up high tomorrow when you go to school because it's not going to happen for the rest of your life. Two, three. Yeah, Dan, that's great, great advice, mate. And I thank you for ringing up uh, and saying that. And I think that will hit home and resonate. Um, rebuilds aren't always linear. Just because you say, hey, rebuild now, it doesn't always work out that it's just continually stepping forward and then breaking into a stride and then all of a sudden you're flying. Sometimes it is a step forward and a couple of steps back. Look at Essendon, finals last year, can't get near it this year. There are things that work against you sometimes and it takes for a footy club with so many different people. It's so, you know how difficult it is to get so many different people all pulling in the one direction? And sometimes it just doesn't quite get going in the way that you'd like. You get a few steps forward and it's a little, and then some people say, you know what, I, w- I need to get off. So stop the train. I need to jump off. This is not what I want to be about. Um, and they might not believe in the direction. Doesn't mean they're wrong. Doesn't mean they're right. It just means, hey, stop the train. I need to get off. And then you're like, ah. Okay, well, we're going to have to stop again. And that just might be what's happening here. And it's happened to other successful clubs over the journeys. Rebuilds haven't always gone in a linear, you know, climb up the ladder year after year. Sometimes you do climb up. I mean, Geelong, before they won 07. They were starting to make their way into finals and then missed them, I think, in 06. Had to have a real good hard look at themselves and then reset and then off they went again. I'm not saying that North Melbourne are at where Geelong was at and had the list that Geelong had, but not every rebuild works to a linear path. Uh, Terry's in Epping. G'day, Terry. Uh, good evening, Sam. How are you? I'm good, thank you, mate. Uh, just a quick two things, Sam. I'd just like to say about North Melbourne, right? I'm a Richmond supporter, so I'm just a neutral observer. But why would you hire some guy from North Melbourne as a list manager who failed his job and then Hawthorne would take someone that hasn't been underperforming at North Melbourne? 
Uh, I would, yeah, I don't know if fails the word, Terry. Um, it, it, that's a little harsh. Things might not have gone exact. I and mean, there's not an exact science to recruiting uh, and list management. It is a re- it's, it's the most important part of, I think, what a footy club does, apart from what they do on the field, because it sets up what you can do on the field with the cattle that you've got. So it is, as in, it is cru- just as crucial as any part of what you do. But, but the, the gentleman that you're speaking about um, has been headhunted for a long, long time. So the footy world can't all be wrong. Mark Finnegan, very, very highly regarded. And, and, and what I would say to that is, if we took that line of thinking to every coach or every player that hasn't quite had the success they would have wanted at one club, they'd never get to another. We've seen players that probably weren't that great at one club for whatever reason. They go to another and then next thing you know, they're playing regular senior footy week in, week out. So it, it doesn't, as I said, it's the same point I'll make about rebuilds. These things don't always work in linear fashion. Um, so he is someone who's very highly regarded uh, in the football world. Uh, Rowan's in Dandenong. G'day, Rowan. Oh, g'day, mate. Um, obviously, uh, I'm a North supporter, but obviously North Melbourne must have recognised something was needed when they went after Cook from Geelong. And he turned it down and he's back. He's at Carlton now and look what he's doing. So North recognised that you know, you go back to when they went after Dustin Martin and DeGoe and all that. They recognised then that they needed experience on the field and with Cook, they needed experience off the field. So I, 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 I wasn't even aware that North had gone after um, Brian Cook, I'm, so I, I, I don't know where that was reported, uh, Rowan, but I, I'd, so I can't really comment on that because I actually can't remember the story, to be honest. Yeah, look, I, I could be wrong, but I, I'm sure I read somewhere yeah, I, I don't remember reading had, that. Had approached had approached Cook, or they were looking at him, and he said no thanks. I'm I'm pretty sure of that. But when listening to Rawlings the other day on the radio this morning, yep, and, yeah, and oh no, there was a I think it was yesterday. There was an interview somewhere. I, I'm I reckon there's trouble there, and and the way he was talking, it, it wasn't convincing, and. I think there's a toxic thing there at the club where it's my way or the highway, and I, I think it can be dealt with. But they've first got to recognise that if they're with the individuals involved, that they've got a problem. Hey, um, Rowan, uh, we've got this break that I can't move, but you're right. Just sort of report that uh, Cook was headhunted by North, according to that report. Back after this. Welcome to the Macca's Run with Sam Hargraves. The new with special sauce and juicy beef. Grab the one and only Big Mac at Macca's today. The new president, Dr Sonia Hood, says she has no interest in Tasmania and still, as mounting presidents seem to be saying they won't be voting for a 19th team, North Melbourne comes up in that conversation. That was Carolyn Wilson on Footy Classified on Monday night. Um who went on to say, I'm sorry, this is what happens when you get 13,000 people to a North Melbourne game in the middle of town on late Saturday afternoon. Disappointing crowd again for the Kangaroos. She did go on to say, I don't think it's a solution for North or Tassie, but the conversation continues. So she wasn't advocating for it, uh, but what she was saying is the conversations still go on about North heading to Tasmania. Now, that has been met uh, with a very, very well-planted front foot Arms open over Cow Corner and out of whatever Tasmanian Tasmanian stadium that you want to go at, whether it be Bell Reeve or even 
at Hobart. So the Tassie government have said today, uh, the Premier Jeremy Rockcliffe has said Tasmania has waited long enough and Tasmania won't accept a team with half its heart in Melbourne. The roaring success of the Jack Jumpers prove how important this is to Tasmania and we do not want to see the AFL get left behind. So they have no interest at all with a relocation team. It is either their own team or nothing. He says it's time to make history once and for all. Um, and the state's task force, which is being chaired by Brett Godfrey, uh, Brett Godfrey uh, currently in negotiations with the AFL, just getting the final facts and figures and how that team would all work. Uh, that'll be put to the 18 club presidents for a vote in August. Um, now, that relocation idea was one of the three options raised in the report uh, by former AFL Commissioner Colin Carter. In 2021, uh, the Tassie government immediately ruled that out and said, no, those two models of a relocation or a shared arrangement won't be happening. Uh, Godfrey today says, while well, relocation was offered up via the AFL's funded Colin Carter report, and it has had absolutely zero airtime since establishing the joint working group with the AFL last year. All work streams and bid materials have been and remain aligned to a 19th and additional AFL licence. So that is just not going to happen. Uh, they will not accept a team that is a reincarnation of any other former team, a shared arrangement. No way, no how. Now, before we went to the break, Rowan from Dandenong was on the line uh, talking about Brian Cook. Now, Rowan, thanks for holding. I can tell you that you're actually right. We did find a story that was linking Brian Cook uh, to North Melbourne uh, a little while ago. Uh, that's the report. I don't know if it's 100% true, but there was a report that suggested it. I had to cut you off because the ad break, I couldn't move. Just finish off your point for us, mate, and thanks for holding. Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah, um, just to be quick, um, I'm not convinced that everything's okay just by the way Brady Rawlings was talking, um, it just wasn't convincing. Um, I think there's, yeah, some, unfortunately there's some serious issues there that, um, fair enough, they're not willing to disclose. But, yeah, I think there's more to come. Um, I love David Noble as coach, so I think mm. he's the right, the right decision to, to take there. But it wouldn't surprise me if, if he ends up walking away. Um I just think there's rumblings at whatever board level or whatever. I think there's just people there that they, they're inexperienced with handling, you know, these situations. And it just shows um, I'm not totally convinced that this is just going to go away. Well, I, I think we all hope that that's not the case, Rowan. Um, and... My belief would be in this, as I said before, that when you are trying to make sweeping change to a place, these things can occur. Not everybody is going to always agree on the direction. And sometimes it comes to a point where we say, right, well, we've been batting this back and forth for a while. Um, you guys are either on board or you're not. Um, and if they've said, well, look, we're not then these things can sometimes happen. And, and why stand on ceremony? Um, and again, I'm hypothesising here because I don't know. I guess I'm just trying to play devil's advocate, maybe give it a little bit of glass half full. Maybe it's maybe is it every bit as bad as it's being reporting, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's just a case of, okay, well, let's not just keep holding hands for the sake of it. Let's just not, and there's an old saying, let's not just stay together for the sake of the kids. If you guys 
aren't happy with the way that we're going. And yes, you've got another offer. We can't match it for whatever reason. And and yet uh, Berthesel had another career option that he was pursuing. So that's how the club have reported that. And it might be, well, look, it's not great timing, but let's wrap it all up now and we can all go our separate ways and all live our lives. Um, Brady Rawlings did speak about today that Berthesel actually had other career um, pathways that he was pursuing and had an opportunity presented in that space. So um, it may be as bad as is all being reported, but it also may not be. The old breakup scenario where each party has their story of how a breakup comes about, and they don't always align. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Wayne's in Albury. Uh, has been waiting patiently, and I appreciate him doing so. G'day, Wayne. Yeah, g'day. Yeah, how are you, mate? Look, oh. I, I agree with you. You know, like it's not. You, it's not rebuilds are not a linear thing. You know, like. You can go along, then you might have to go sideways, like today mm. or like over the last couple of days for North. Look, you know, the one thing I'm convinced about North is the leader. All right, I might be a bit biased because he's from up this way. But, um, you know, Zeebel's the right bloke, and they just need to get... These players have got to be 100% in skin in the game like, you know, like Zeebel is. Shore up the players. Um, you know, the coach, I think, is the right bloke. Uh, and then keep working with this rebuild, whichever, however many steps sideways and forwards and sideways and forwards, but you still go there. And, and not, hey, not don't forget, the biggest sporting club in the world right now has just trotted out a new coach. They're going through a rebuild. Man United, they put Eric Ten Hag out today. You know, like, if a club mm. like that has to do it, every club is, there's no club immune to it. I agree with what they, what they were saying before. I don't think expansion... The AFL expansion into into Tasmania, that's not a relocation. Is not an expansion. So you know, North have got to stay, dig their toes in. They're a good club. You know, um, I I just I would hate to see some uh, good things go by the wayside. I'd like to see that young kid. You know, all right, he did the wrong thing. He went back to uh, South Australia. The other well, he didn't actually really do the wrong thing. Wayne, he no, just, he, he yeah, it was just no, a, right. there's one little maybe step in the process, one one little step yeah, in the process yeah. that he yeah, just missed. Um, yeah, well, it's not even needing permission. It's just advising. So there's a whole lot of yeah, reasons why players need to, yeah, yeah. it's the, just the communication. It's not, he doesn't need, it doesn't need permission. It's just the advising because there's a few reasons behind why clubs, um, and, uh, certain, uh, bodies need to know exactly where the players are at all times in case of random drug tests or things like that. So, um, yeah, it's not even that he did anything wrong. It's just that he didn't communicate. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I 100% agree. Uh, Wayne, I appreciate the call, mate. Thank you very much. And and the other thing too is when, when it comes to um, whether, you know, the reports of whether or not that people are on the, you know, about some, the, the way that the message is being delivered, well, that can happen. When you get a new boss and you're used to things being one way and then you get a boss that does something the other way, again, it doesn't mean that that's wrong or right. It just means it's different and sometimes that takes time to bed down and for people to get used to how people like to receive information and how people like to give information. And when you are attempting to change the way you do something, I know from my own experience, I can't just snap my fingers and I'm instantly better at what I'm trying to get better at. It takes work. You you do work on these things. Um, and those things, I think, need to be factored in uh, as well. Nick's in Hoppers Crossing. G'day, Nick. Yeah, good day, Sam. Uh, nice to talk to you. It's been a, quite a while. Great to talk to you hey, too, mate. What do you got for me? Well, what I wanted to say was um, being overseas and still tracking the AFL online and all that, mm-hmm. been close to looking at it. My team, Carlton, they're still, they're still going pretty well. So 
that's 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 a positive. And I like the the way Williams and um, the the way they connect Williams and um, the coach Voss, the way they're connecting with the, with the with the supporters, the clapping, smiling, mm. happy. That's very positive, and that, and that's sort of going for the players. I don't know what, how how how, that, how much they improved from 12 months ago. I don't know what the difference is, but it must be just a overhaul of things. It took them 10, 15, 20 years, whatever it is. I think they've got the right coach, the the um, assistant coaches that make a lot of changes, and um, it's now coming as a positive, and, and that's good to see. In relation to North Melbourne, well, if I'm not I'm not a supporter of North Melbourne. I'm, 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 a, I'm a, another club supporter, but also a major person that loves VFL, AFL footy. I wouldn't I wouldn't send um, North Melbourne to Tasmania. That, that's that boat sailed. Yeah. They're, they're financially very good. They've got probably short short term pain, but long term gain. That, mm. That's what my estimate is. And we don't know if, if it's as bad as it is, or if, if it is that bad, or if it's very serious, or more more coming out. Yeah, more will come out, probably eventually. Nick, but don't send them the Tasmania, please. No, you're no, 100%, no, you're 100% no. right, Nick. Giving, trying to send an existing team to Tassie is like when you give your kid your phone at a cafe. You're just trying to shut them up. You, you're just trying to have a conversation, and this kid, and I'm about to be a father, and I'm sure this is going to happen to me, and I actually have a friend of mine that says there's one rule about catching up with friends with kids at cafes bring a screen but that's what it is it's the kid is tugging at your arm and saying i want something i want something i want something can i do this can i do this you're trying to have a conversation this is just a bigger example of that that would be the 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 football equivalent of handing a kid who's complaining a screen just to get them to stop and this won't stop them this will not appease them this will not satisfy them and nor should it they've got an incredibly rich football history as rich as any other state's and yet they've been consistently passed over. And I've been a massive fan of expansion. I think it's the right move if you're going to be the biggest game in the country to get the most money and revenue to, 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 to own that as much of the sporting space as you can. Then you do need to forge in to non-traditional markets. So I'm all for that. But the time has come. The time has come. And anything less than their own team will be an out-and-out slap in the face. Um, and the Jack Jumpers have shown that it will work. It can work and it will work. Um, but I appreciate your call, Nick. Moving on to a couple of other things. Um, it's been a, we'll get to Paddy Dangerfield who spoke today, really interesting, um, responded um, really, I, I thought his response to what Kane Corns um, had to say and, or the suggestion that Kane had for him to help try and prolong his career about maybe shedding down. Um, he, they've had a great little back and forth over the years. They uh, haven't missed an opportunity to have a little one in the ribs to each other. But the, the way in which Danger responded, I thought was incredibly mature and, and um, I'll play that for you in just a moment. But I did mention that it's been a big day for coaches having a crack at the media, um, which I have no issue with. I, I always find it quite amusing when they do. Um, Luke Beveridge we'll start with. So Bevo, um, after the game against the Suns, he said he'd be very careful what he says, but he had mentioned that um, that um, uh, Alex, Nor- uh, Alex Norton... <laughs> That um, sorry, I'm just getting uh, some signals um, in the in the background. Um, so it's spoken about Aaron Norton and that uh, he'd been playing so well of recent times, and uh, he didn't in this game, and and he'd need to go back and have a look at the vision. So there there was an insinuation that that we all believed was that maybe something had been happening uh, untoward behind the scenes, and everyone's gone back and had a look at that, and Bevo's fronted up. And today, and one of the first questions was, have you gone back and had a look at the vision? 
And uh, and what did you make of the way that Sam Collins and the Gold Coast Suns defended Aaron Norton? The number one rule is never throw your own players under the bus. And and so when I say you know I need to be careful, I need to make sure that I look after Aaron. Um, number one. That's my absolute number one intention. And number two is always give credit to our people when we're, when we're winning, who are um, giving extraordinary contributions um, and support for our, for our players. And they're the two rules I, I live by. So, um, yeah, obviously there's been some uh, commentary around it, but um, it, it's all based on what your interpretation is of what I said. So, and I didn't really say anything. So there we go. There's a much longer bit of audio for that. But essentially, we all misunderstood Bevo. We got it wrong. He actually didn't say anything and wasn't insinuating anything. So there's the explanation to that. And Bevo, we apologise because we were clearly in the wrong. And uh, and we will never let it happen again. We should never have doubted you. Um, we'll go and have a good hard look at ourselves, find a mirror and make sure um, that we never, ever insinuate that you were insinuating. Um, Damien Hardwick, his presser today. Uh, and there's a lot of really valid points in this. And I won't be too facetious with this one because there's a lot of valid points in this one that uh, that Dimmer does make. No, probably what embarrasses me that, you know, we have one of the great things of, uh, I think, my time in footy, the Laguna dance. And the media concentrate on 50 people have been kicked out of a game. We, we have one of the most incredible things I've seen at my time in football, and we concentrate on the negative. And that, unfortunately, is a, the slant of, I think, the AFL media landscape at the moment. We consistently go down the 20%. Let's concentrate on the 80 What's great about our game? How about we start putting on the, our positive pants in the morning and start speaking about the things that make this game great? The other one is out of those 50, you know what 30 of them were kicked out for? Vaping. How about we start looking into some research? Let's get better. Uh, so that was Damien Hardwick today. Um, I'm with him. I was massive. Uh, that was my highlight of the round as well, the Laguna dance at the Richmond, uh, the war dance that they did before the game. Uh, I thought that was absolutely incredible. And I've heard many other people in the footy media say exactly that as well. Um, I, I, I heard, uh, I think, AFL 360 started with it. I know that Dwayne spoke a lot about it uh, as well. Most of the people I've been listening to in the shows I've done were just you know, blown away by just how gripping that was and how incredible and captivating a moment that was, myself included. I would suggest that it wasn't actually mainly the footy media that were reporting about the people getting kicked out and the people that were being assaulted, but that is worth reporting on um, because it is an inc- these are incidents that happened uh, at a football game. But I love Positive Dimmer. I love Positive Dimmer. I'm... I'm sure that the rest of the press conference was 100% positive as well. Um, there's a lesson for all of us. All positives, all the time, and we'll hold ourselves <laughs> accountable for it. This was Simon Goodwin. I think when we headed into this year, I think one of the, the key things that we wanted as an industry was we, we recognised that there is a shortage of umpires. Um, and it wasn't an, an area that, as an industry, that we were going to help to get better. So the players really embraced in respecting umpires and, and changing the way that we go about that so we can continue to get young people into umpiring and continue to increase the quality of our umpiring but you know, I'm a bit disappointed this week that we get to a situation where everyone's now in a position where we're going to be quite negative towards the umpires. Um, I think we have to be really careful as an industry that we don't go down that path and we continue to respect and, and want our young people to get into umpiring.
And uh, I think we all play a role, whether that's players, coaches, um, administrators, media. I think we all play a role in making sure our industry thrives. And I think umpiring is one of those. Uh, Simon Goodwin, full support for the umpires, which I wholeheartedly endorse as well. But what I would say is that we are a talkback station. And when we open the phones and people say, this is what I want to put on the agenda, that's what they put on the agenda. And we in turn respond. So um, there were, it was a round where there were some things that were worth uh, discussing. Um, but I tend to lean towards, let's not over-exaggerate. And I do love that that was great leadership in, and I don't really mind, I don't, it doesn't worry me that he's had a bit of a, a little bit of a clip to the footy media, that doesn't worry me in the slightest. But I do love the leadership shown to say let's let's be let's be uplifting of our umpires. Let's not try to drag them down at every opportunity that we get. So I commend him on that. Um, when we come back, Paddy Dangerfield's comments today uh, always a fascinating and a must listen when he has a chat to Jared Waitley. I'll bring you a couple little bits of that next. And Nathan and Muzzer, I'll get to your calls as well on the Macca's run. Welcome to the Macca's Run with Sam Hargraves. With special sauce and juicy beef, grab the one and only Big Mac at Macca's today. I heard Kane speak about it over the weekend. And, and look, there is there is some relevance to it, absolutely. But it, but not at the cost of the way that you play and, and that explosive uh, element of it. So, like, if you're talking purely from a, from a weight sense... Mine really hasn't changed for, you know, five, six years. It's always been uh, pretty much the same. Could you change? You could. Would it impact the way that you're able to explode? Potentially. And that's sort of the risk versus reward. And do you change your game as you get older to adapt to your changing body? Like these sort of discussions that you sort of get to. And I'm assuming I'll, I'll probably be having at the end of the season once you start to, you know, the... Your, your career sort of ticks to a slightly different position than what, what it once was. Um, but it's not something I've really put a huge amount of thought into right at this very minute because it's what benefits the team and how you play and fit within that. For me, it's being as explosive as humanly possible. So I was fascinated to hear Paddy Dangerfield and what his response might have been to Kane's suggestion that an observation that maybe at the moment with the injuries he's having that he might be a bit heavy because he's such a strong uh, and powerful athlete. Um, some people thought that that was offensive for Kane to say that. Kane was really clear to say, that's not me trying to be offensive or have a crack. That's me wanting to see him continue on and, 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 and be the, the star player that he is. And Whenever those two have spoken about each other, it's always been grab your popcorn. But that was a fantastic response to Paddy Dangerfield, who sees what Kane's saying and says, see that, not quite for me just at this stage, but maybe in the future. I, I thought it was great insight and really well managed by Paddy Dangerfield. Uh, SEN.com.au to hear the full chat that he had with Jared Waitley. He spoke about mentally accepting his injuries. He also spoke about that criticism of what the AFLPA do and don't do uh, sometimes happens because there's not a great understanding of what is available to the players and that uh, the athletes need to have a mindset to think ahead. So worth hearing those thoughts as well um, in light of um, what's happening um, with Lee Fisher um, in light of what's uh, uh, been happening in that space. Um, 0433, uh, sorry, Sam Fisher, not Lee Fisher. Um, 0433 98 uh, 11 16. Uh, we are just about out of time. Nathan's been waiting patiently. Sorry, Muzz, I'm going to have to speak to you uh, tomorrow night. Nathan, just quickly before we uh, say goodnight. Yeah, I was just talking about the umpiring. 
they're overprotected because there's too many grey areas. First, we've got to just take out these grey areas out of our game and we'll solve the problem, I reckon. Uh, yeah, great, great suggestion. Uh, spoke to last night. We spoke to um, last night, uh, and you can hear this full chat uh, at sen.com.au. Um, we spoke last night to Dean Margetts, uh, and he spoke about whether or not that there was too much grey. Um, and Ray Chamberlain spoke about that today, about whether or not there was too much grey in the game. Worth having you listen to both of those gentlemen. I've got to get out of here because the guys from Talking City are ready and raring to go. And then after that, the A-League All-Stars taking on the might of Barcelona. You'll hear that all here on SEN. Have a great night. Stay safe.